Hey, thank you so much. Recently, the uh, County Board of Supervisors named our interim sheriff. His name is Russ Skinner. He joins us right now. Sheriff, welcome to the show. It's good to talk with you. Well, good morning, Mr. Broomhead. Thank you for having me, and uh, certainly appreciate you taking me taking the time. Listen, I, it's important. I think it's important for everybody to hear from you. You know, you are the chief law enforcement officer in the county, um, and I know it's on an interim basis, and you're running for the office, which we'll get to. But I want to talk about the office itself. Are there changes you are going to make in this interim position, or is it maintaining what's happening at the sheriff's office while you're there? Well, I'll say it's neither. Actually, you know, we continue to evaluate and provide progressive law enforcement services. Uh, can't sit here and just, uh, you know, keep it uh, uh, keep it on cruise control by any means. Um, our, we have a very dynamic uh, valley uh, that we serve and uh, our community members. So we have to make sure we're on the pulse of that and make sure that we're monitoring that and appropriately uh, applying uh, law enforcement services or, or custody services for the community members out there. Um, I'm looking forward to continuing to, uh, you know, just be progressive with that and uh, answer the call to uh, duty here. I don't think people, um, a lot of people really understand that the sheriff's office is kind of a, a lot like DPS in the sense that your deputies patrol some of the most densely urban areas, but you also patrol very uh, rural areas as well. That diversity, is that is that a good thing for the agency or is it a challenge to the agency? No, I think it's a good thing. Obviously, the, the valley has grown quite a bit. Even our um, rural areas have now um, certainly seen a, a spike in population increase in infrastructure. So we are more of a modern, uh, well, I'll say uh, more of a urban uh, sheriff's office than we were years ago when I started. But there are some remote areas. We also do contract law enforcement services for some of the smaller towns and cities um, that incorporate. And uh, it's actually a better uh, cost for them to hire that out or contract with an agency. So we have several of those as well. One of the conversations we've had quite often is about the potential for DOJ oversight in the city of Phoenix with the investigation that's going on. And we understand that the county is under you know, a monitor right now and has been long before you are the sheriff uh, or name the sheriff. Uh, how are you dealing with that? And can you give us an update on where the sheriff's department is with oversight? Yes, absolutely. Um, actually, I uh, was uh, transferred into a, the court implementation division for the sheriff's office back when the order was issued on the office, and that was in October of 2013. So from the ground up, I've been involved in the process uh, involving the agency. And, uh, you know, we continue our efforts forward with it. Uh, ours is much different than a consent decree. I think a lot of times those two kind of get hand in hand. It's similar. But this is actually a federal judge's order on the agency that mandates reforms and uh, also monitors that compliance of it. Um, we're on track uh, as far as um, you know, there's phase one and phase two compliance typically with these orders. Phase one compliance is really doing the policy, writing the policy procedure, delivering the training. And then phase two is, you know, what's actually happening in the field? Is this being complied with by employees? And, you know, really pleased to say in, in the phase one portion, obviously we're very much, you know, 10 years into this. Um, we're 100% compliant with, with both of the 
first two orders. We do have a third order. And we're in the, the low 90s on what they evaluate each time of our deputies, our staff members, our detention officers in complying with those policies or you know documenting that stuff. We know law enforcement around the country faces, and many, not everywhere, but in many places, staffing issues and short staffing is an issue. You just talked about the massive growth in Maricopa County. Is it difficult to maintain patrol staffing in the job the sheriff's office has to do while you have so much of your so much of the resources in the sheriff's department dealing with these issues of compliance well i think you know again all law enforcement agencies are facing the challenges of staffing and uh you know we try to strategically balance that with um the mandates and you know a lot of it is the administrative duties so um are mainly at the supervisory levels they're having to just balance the the load to make sure that we're meeting the requirements and uh you know like anything it's just there there are tasks that have to be done and we have to make sure time management's being utilized well where we have to make sure that you know our structured schedules and shifts uh out there especially in the patrol facilities and the detention facilities that there's a, a sufficient coverage to um, respond to the community needs Maricopa County Sheriff Russ Skinner is joining us. Um, let's talk about the jails for a moment. Uh, uh, the former Sheriff Penzone implemented machines to scan for drugs being introduced into the facilities, including employees in a different place in the facility, but they're also being monitored. How is that going? Are you seeing a reduction in the amount of uh, drugs that are being introduced into the facilities? Yeah, no, you know, I'll even categorize it as contraband. We want to make sure that contraband isn't coming into the, the jail systems for employee safety and for inmate safety. I will say that uh, we've also rolled out other measures. We have a canine unit now assigned to the intake facilities and actually works uh, with some of the other um, jails that we have. And uh, they both have shown very, very positive results. I won't say it's eradicated it, but it has mitigated it. And, uh, you know, it, it isn't a popular thing, especially when we're talking employees um but we we want to ensure the safety moving forward especially uh the staff that's in there and those inmates the the more we can catch at the front end and hopefully uh reduce that number coming in and you know we'll still probably see it uh but if we can continue to mitigate it that's that's what we're looking for well i would i would say an added element to that is the the overdoses that are happening because of the potency of fentanyl and that people are dying at a much higher rate and so if you have those in the system if there's a much higher risk of overdose death. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're seeing is, you know, out on the street, uh, a lot of these uh, people that unfortunately wind up in custody, um, they wind up uh, addicted to fentanyl and they're taking stronger and stronger or more doses of it. So the levels that they're coming in with, um, you know, to bring them back down is really tough. It's tough on the body. And, uh, you know, talking to CHS or our partner there, Correctional Health Services, the doctor even says, hey, we've seen nothing like this. It really impacts the body. And a lot of these people are, are you know, putting them in their body cavities and coming into the facility because they're so addicted to it. And, you know, we've seen some examples where, you know, the, the container that they had it in uh, ripped, tore, broke, and actually that absorbs into the system. So there, it's a complex uh, situation, but we, we, we try to stay above it and uh, hit it head on. Um, obviously, this is an election year, and uh, th there are a few offices that I, I believe are nonpartisan. When you get the attorney general's office, it's a nonpartisan job once you're in it. Same with being in the sheriff's office. It's a nonpartisan job, but yet the elections are partisan. Is that something that's troubling to you? Because the job doesn't seem to be. 
Yeah, I mean, what's troubling to me is, uh, again, I'm, I'm not a political person. The people that are around me know that. Never had uh, any accolades or, or wasn't even the cards to be a candidate or get into politics. And I find myself in this opportunity. And, and the hard part is a lot of people keep focusing on, you know, the you know party uh, affiliation and what have you. I'm here to tell you I'm not one that, uh, you know, R.D., it does not matter to me. I'm here to deliver the services to the community. And hopefully people are looking at who's best to run this agency, who has experience who has qualities that can make fair decisions and show um, the leadership as opposed to why is everybody focusing on you know political party affiliation um, sheriff's office is just one of those unique um, you know job classifications the sheriff being an elected official and so there's no place of, of politics in this at all yeah, and, I, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but the issue of changing political parties, is that a strategic thing for people? Uh, what is the what's the reasons behind that? Yeah, I know. And of course, I'm not even aware. I wasn't even aware uh, necessarily that uh, what the requirements were to fulfill a candidate's position when they left. Obviously, the voters, um, you know, voted a Democrat in office, uh, Sheriff Penzone, and uh, that person, you know, they have to fulfill that obligation. Um, I looked into the laws or restrictions re- relative to that just to be able to be a viable candidate, um, somebody from inside the office. You know, whether the the board picked me, whether um, I was able to fulfill the role, that was a decision beyond me. Um, but uh, it shouldn't have any issue or bearing on who's best to lead the office. It's just one of those things that uh, has to align that way. And I look at it this way. I jumped, uh, you know, over to the other party. You know, there was a lot of um, assumptions, perceptions. Nobody really had the conversation with me. But uh, I did it because I care about this agency. I've been here 34 years. I care about the community. My phone blew up, um, you know, just basically in support and encouragement because this agency potentially could have seen two leadership changes in less than a year if we put somebody interim uh, for the appointment and then an election maybe selected somebody else. So I, I just wanted to keep the continuity for the agency, especially with the contention- potential contentious election cycle coming up. Um, you know, we've got the spring training. We've got uh, the final four. There's a lot of things going on in Maricopa County. And all I wanted to do is be at least positioned to get us through the next nine months and keep the employees, uh, you know, on the right direction. Um, you know, w- we've got retention issues. You know, all law enforcement does. Somebody else came in here that they didn't agree with the philosophy or they used the office for, you know, maybe their own will for their political you know, campaign. You might have seen a lot of employees leave, too, which puts us even more over a barrel. Well, Sheriff, I appreciate the candor and that explanation, and I look forward to talking to you here in the future. I'm sure I hopefully we'll get to do this again uh, during this year. No, I appreciate it. I look forward to talking to you. Family's big fans of yours. So thank you for having me on and uh, certainly here to serve and talk about the issues that, uh, that the office faces as we move forward. All right. Much appreciated. That's Maricopa County Sheriff Russ Skinner spending a few minutes. Interesting conversation.